a lot of what I talk about in terms of culture is bringing in things that don't contribute to your bottom line, but do contribute to things to like your retention. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is building great sales teams. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to building great sales teams, y'all. Man, it's been a minute since I did a live one. It's been a minute. You know, the times haven't always worked out, so. But I got something for you guys today. Uh, the title of this episode is Recognition Fed Culture, Incentives That Drive Results. So my clients and I have been getting into this pretty heavy the last couple of months. And uh, I definitely wanted to walk through this with you guys and make sure that this was something that I I went into deep, right? And so we're at, this will be episode number 235, I believe. And you'd think I'd run out of things to talk about on sales. <laughs> but of course, I find a way. I find a way to dissect or to split hairs on something. All right, but but let's get into it. All right, when we talk about incentives and bonuses and stuff like that, um, the the issue with this is it, there, there's a line that divides a lot of people. One is that your comp plan is your comp plan, and that should be it. And then the other one is, you know, incentives and bonuses and competition are the lifeblood of sales, right? And granted, you know, some on this side are like, hey, competition is good, but if you incentivize the competition, then it kind of takes the the sport out of it, I guess you could say. So there's two sides to it. I recognize that. I also recognize that, you know, there is a myriad of variables that go into this. One of them being the type of product that you sell, the size of your workforce, the, uh, you know, are you working in home services? Are you working B2B? Are you selling, you know, national distribution accounts or something like that, you know? All of these are factors, but for the most part, I'm talking about home services. I'm talking about probably sales that are under hundred grand, you know, just to kind of qualify this episode, you know, nothing, nothing ever said on here is universal. So, um, incentives should have a bigger goal than increased sales that I know across the board, they should always have a bigger goal than increased sales. And you should know exactly what results you want from your incentives. And the metrics that determine whether those results were profitable or not. Kind of kind of the problem is a lot of people will put incentives out there, will put a bonus out there, will put a competition out there just to get sales up in general, not realizing that they ended up with the same sales numbers without the incentive. So all they did was cost themselves more money, right? Maybe they increased culture a little bit, competition a little bit, but chances are that it was just uh, a fast food solution to increase sales or to keep sales uh, even. And so this is where the measurement of those results come into play. Okay. I look at every company like a completely brand new person, I guess you could say everybody's motivated by different things. So when I look at a sales team or a sales program, I want to first do the research. One of the posts that I made, it was this morning or yesterday. 
was about, you know, I get paid to give advice, sure, but your experience is more valuable to your company than my advice to your company. 100%. All I'm doing is compressing some time, and you only have to try three things versus 30, right? I talked about it in the post, and, and the same thing goes for incentives and bonuses, okay? So one of the things that when you when you try these things out or you do these things, you need to make sure that you have a good sample size and that you're measuring the before and after, okay? If we're not measuring the before and after, then we're hoping that it's a good thing for the company and it drives revenue. And good business owners don't hope. They intentionally do things and then they track them afterwards, right? So, uh, so obviously in incentives can increase sales. That shouldn't be the only goal. There should be some secondary metric goal, uh, but they can also drive initiatives, right? So a lot of what I talk about in terms of culture is bringing in things that don't contribute to your bottom line, but do contribute to things to like your retention, things like, you know, the amount of P or the motivation for people to come, want to come work at your company. Right. So one of the strategies that I used in the past was I paired incentives with the nonprofits that we were working with. So for every sale that we made this month, we would uh, donate an extra dollar. You know, you know, we were, we were doing a thousand sales a month. We would donate an extra dollar to the nonprofit that we were supporting that month, you know, and uh, the top salesperson, we would donate triple of whatever they sold, you know? And so we, we tie it to an initiative for a nonprofit. And all that does is drive all the things that make your company great, right? It's, it's driving sales that you need in order to pay the bills, right? It's driving competition. So that person's donation, you know, maybe you're going to match their donation. You're going to triple their donation. That person's donation means so much more than everybody else's because they're the, in the number one spot and we're tripling or matching their dona donation. Right. And so it drives competition. And then, you know, a big part of what we do now in all of our businesses is social media. So if you can create a competition, pair it with a nonprofit, and then push that out on social media, that's going to help a lot of things. One, it's going to bring you clients because clients want to be involved with companies that give back to their communities. Two, it's going to bring you recruits because recruits want to be involved with companies that give back to their communities. Right. I, I was talking about this at uh, United uh, a United Way conference uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Aaron Younger's uh, Feel the Impact conference up in Newark, New Jersey, sorry, up in New Jersey. And, you know, I, I loved that uh, Adam Lyons went up to speak right before I spoke because he talked about, you know, human motivation and the chemicals that go into that and dopamine versus cortisol and the stress hormone and all that good stuff, right? And so, one of the things that I talked about was the the dopamine people, the dopamine hit people get when they donate or when they're involved in a nonprofit or when they serve or when they make an impact in their community, right? So if you've got two companies up next to each other and one is incentivizing their people to donate more and matching them when they do it, and then the other one, you know, is doing well but they don't have any programs going on like that, or they don't have a culture built that appreciates that. then you're probably going to go with the company that's involved in the community. You know, there's not a lot of people that are truly just money focused. I know we like to, 
say people are so we can make excuses for our lack of success. But that's just not true. A lot of people are not solely money focused, you know. And so I think that's a big part is pairing the incentive with the initiative, right? I'll get off my soapbox on that. Um, one of the things that I like to use in the past and that a lot of my home service guys can use now is is work trips, right? So anytime we want to go to a market because there was a storm or we want to go to a market because it has new turf in it, like it, it was like that in cable sales or whatever service we provide is fairly new to that market. It's green turf, green territory, you know, or the new leads are coming in. You know, one of the things I always like to reference is uh, Lane Gary Glenn Ross. It's, it's a fucking great movie if you haven't watched it, but check it out. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. And the whole movie is about these leads, these Glenn Gary leads. Uh, Glenn Gary spent good money on these, or Mitch and Murray. Mitch and Murray spent good money on these leads. And so everybody wants these leads, but they have to make the minimum sales first in order to get the leads, right? So in our case, it was like, hey, if you want to go on this trip, all we're going to do is work on this trip. We're going to eat steak dinners every night, and we're going to sell our asses off. If you want to be a part of that, then then you absolutely need to need to uh, meet the minimum standard or meet the qualification in order to go on that trip. So that's an, e that's an easy way to incentivize. You're already doing the trip. You're already going to have the expenses that go with it, right? But you want to make sure those expenses are profitable. And so you do things like incentivize the qualification for the trip, right? And so everybody that's, you know, the top 10 reps get to go on this trip. And then, of course, you're going you're gonna to show out for them while they're on that trip. And that's just something that we should be doing in general, right? Investing back into our people when we can and uh, showing our appreciation for them, right? It doesn't even have to be tied to a bonus or an incentive when we do that. Um, so a trip is an easy way to in, in incentivize any, a work trip at that. This is something that's going to end up making more money for the company because what do we know when we have nothing to do but work or we're on the road? I mean, this is why entire sales divisions have been built off of you know, the summer programs and stuff like that. It's because, you know, you're young, got a ton of energy. You go out and work a 10, 12 hour day. You're not at home with your friends and your distractions and everything. And so everybody knows when they go on these trips or these blitzes is what some people call them or, you know, storm chasing, all that stuff. You're going to make a bunch of money because all you're doing is selling. You know, you don't, you don't typically have all the distractions you have at home. Right. So Working, uh, doing work trips and stuff like that is a good, good way to incentivize people. What's up, Mike? A, a quick sidebar. So I'm I'm live on this episode, and um, I met Michael Kelly at the Badass Business Summit, and this dude. So he's getting into speaking from stage, right? He's he's spoken, trained at a bunch of conferences. He's a sales trainer, fantastic sales trainer. But this is the first time he's speaking on stage in front of like a mixed audience. Most time he's he's in medical device training, right? And uh, so he wins basically. I can't remember what was it like five minutes, Mike. I can't remember, but he wins some time on stage to basically to basically give us a talk or give us a training, whatever whatever he wants to do. He wins that time, and dude just knocks it out of the park. You know, I've seen a lot of people speak. And, uh, you know, Ed Milet, Eric Thomas, you know, Ryan Stuman, Sean Whalen, you know, um, 
Trevor Cowley, Kale Goodman, you know, all these all these business leaders, I've seen them speak before. And uh, so I can recognize when somebody's talented and Mike's going to be a hell of a speaker. Yeah, six minutes. He just crushed it and he hit it on the dot too. typical salesman have no problem getting up in front of people and blabbing his mouth. <laughs> but yeah, you crushed it, brother. I can't wait to see you on the main stage or the, the, the full talk next year for sure. All right, back to uh, incentives and bonuses and recognition fed culture, right? So one of the things that uh, I'm doing with some of my clients right now that worked incredibly well for us in the past is uh, we're, we're focusing on recognition versus the actual incentive, right? And so when you do this, one, it shows appreciation, you know, and, and there's the whole concept of put your money where your mouth is, but that's not always the concept here, right? You know, you can create competition without a dollar of incentive. But what it does create is a culture of recognition for doing the right things, right? So obviously on a monthly basis, you want to have top sales. You know, that that's pretty basic. That happens at most companies, you know, and you, you can call that whatever you want. Um, but, you know, top sales is the top salesman, right? Now, here, here's where this can go wrong if that's all you're recognizing, the gross dollars or the amount of accounts. If all you're recognizing is the, the, the top sales, you tend to not have a focus on quality and quality metrics because everybody's going after those top sales marks instead of uh, going after a well-rounded sale, if that makes sense, right? And so if you got churn issues in your business, if you got, you know, uh, dollar per sale issues, your, your sales aren't high enough per sale, or if you've got clients turning out quickly after they sign up, then you have a quality issue. And if you have a quality issue, you can do some things to incentivize quality. And one of those is those monthly competitions. So, you know, I'm going to throw back to the cable days here, right? So one of the things we would do to incentivize quality is we would have a cancel rate award, you know, so lowest churn or highest quality award. And basically every month, whoever had the best metrics and quality would get that award. You know, if we were pushing something that month, then we would put together, you know, one of the things that we used to push a lot was cell phones, you know? So we would have a cell phone slinger award or something like that. Now, some of this can sound cheesy, but obviously adapt it to your business and your culture and your demographic that you're after. You know, some of you may be in B2B where you're doing software sales or something like that. You know, you may want to come up with something a little more formal, a little more professional, right? But we all have metrics that move our business and contribute to the bottom line. So those metrics should be awards in themselves for the people that do them the best, you know? And so there's a lot of ways that you can use that recognition that's not tied to money. And, you know, some of the ways that we're using social media to feed this recognition, because it's pretty cool to be recognized by your CEO by the owners of the company, the C-suite or executives, key players in the company, right? Or the company as a whole. But it's really cool when somebody brags about you on social media because then you can just share it. And it's not necessarily bragging. You're just sharing something that you were a part of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so what I like to do is we do these, uh, you make these graphics, right? And the graphic is the top salesperson. The graphic is the top quality award. The graphic is the... Um, Rookie of the month is another good one. Uh, the graphic is the rookie of the month. 
and uh, you you print these onto uh, what's called the corrugated plastic boards, and they're just like little light boards that you have your printouts on, and you do the cutout and everything, and then you just have them hold that. So when you think about when you see pictures on social media, a lot of times um, they'll they'll superimpose the award or whatever the case is on there. But in in your case, the award is in their hands instead of, you know, because people always post their trophies and stuff, but you can't see any of the writing. You know they have a trophy. You know they won something that's great, but you don't really know what it's for unless they explain it in the caption. So this is an easy way to, like, create this little cool perspective and have them push out that award or whatever. And then they're in the background behind it smiling and cheesing like crazy, you know. And so when when somebody that you're recruiting sees that or somebody that is your ideal candidate for a salesperson at your company it just it gives them that quick little dopamine hit because they they can see themselves holding that award they can visualize that you know and it does it gets the new guys something coming in something to shoot for they get to share their friends when they post the award i mean it creates a little social media buzz within your sphere of influence of everybody that works at your company and so that that again I haven't talked about spending a dollar yet, except, except the ink and the boards, you know, the company that's going to print all this out for you. If you have multiple locations, then you want to print one set of these awards for each location. And uh, if your awards are company-wide, then you just use the awards when they win in that location. And it's actually uh, been something that we had done in my direct sales business for a long time and worked really well. Okay, so that's that's the monthly conversation. You know, there's other things that you can do on a month to month basis, depending on new products that are coming out, you know, new new um, initiatives that you guys are pushing. You know, one of the things I always like to do was uh, March Madness. And we'll include a link. We'll, we'll include a link in this episode to my March Madness bracket. It, it's easy to recreate, guys. Uh, you can do it in uh, Google Drive or um, in Canva. But basically, you do a March Madness competition. You probably need at least, I would say, eight sales reps in order to do this. And basically, you work it just like Mar Mar March Madness, except you do weekly. The, the competitions are every week, right? And so um, on a weekly basis, two people are going, or four is going against four. And then the next week, two is going against two. I think that's right. Yeah, two, two people are going against... Yeah, two is going against two, and then the last week one is going against one. That creates a championship, right? The more people you have, the bigger this can get, you know. But what's cool about it is it gives uh, it gives the salespeople that aren't typically the top salesperson a shot, and they're incentivized on a weekly basis versus like they know that they don't have the pipeline or they don't have the skills yet or the experience to be the top salesperson. But maybe I could be the top salesperson for one or two weeks and get myself into the championship. You know that kind of thing, and so it it gives those, uh, and that's what the those monthly awards to the cutouts that I was talking about earlier. That's what those do as well, because if you have a rookie of the month, well, and there's only four rookies, well, then you get to recognize somebody. You know, it is frustrating at smaller companies with smaller sales teams for one person to be winning the top all the time. So a way you can recognize other people is with quality new people coming on or you know, an award for a certain product that you're trying to push and that the company has a big initiative behind right now. So that's another way that we can recognize and incentivize, right? 
And so with that March, going back to the March Madness competition, that typically took about five or six weeks in our company. And then we'd give away a trip, you know, a weekend trip for your family, a two night, three day weekend trip or something like that. But these guys weren't doing it for the trip, you know? So even if you did this and there was no incentive at the end, just a March Madness champion once a year, that's what they're doing it for. We took this, we took this pretty far. Um, We took it so far that we created a league. We called it the network sales league. Me and my partner at the time, uh, Ralph Ramon put this together and uh, it's one of my favorite things we ever did. I mean, we went all the way with this thing. Like we had the ESPN desk, you know, Ryan, my producer recorded us and uh, we had commentary on a week to week basis. So we had about, I want to say we had about 40 or 50 people in the company. And so we had enough for eight teams to be in the network sales league. Right. And we treated it just like football there was a Super Bowl at the end of the season. I think the season lasted three months or something like that. And, and again, this is just super cheesy, but it was so fun. We had a we had a, a great time with this. And on a week-to-week basis, we would do commentary on the game or the games, the competitions that had happened the week before. They had team names. It was the whole deal. We just had a ton of fun with it. And uh, we had highlights and all that good stuff. Um, but it but it was a it was a really good time. So Again, I don't think I think we had a Super Bowl like whoever won the Super Bowl got a certain bonus per salesperson. But for the most part, all the increased sales came from the competition on a week to week basis. And they didn't get anything for winning that week. You know what I'm saying? So if you're in, you know, where this really works really well is 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 home services, you know. Because typically your salespeople are 20 to 30 years old and they're still all about that competitive life, you know, and that's why you see a lot of roofing companies hire from, you know, places like LA Fitness and places like gyms and, you know, sports teams, you know, people that played in college and stuff like that. That is the best demographic ever to hire for because they're incredibly competitive and those top 10 names on the scoreboard mean more to them than the paycheck they're getting in their bank account, you know. Because what happens naturally as they're competing for that top 10 position, their paycheck and their bank account gets bigger and bigger. But honestly, that is not what is driving them, the paycheck. It's the competition, right? And so these are just some of the ways that we can recognize our people to feed that culture, you know, and the, and this is just an observation, right? This is not firsthand experience, but the observation is the roofing companies that I've seen are doing this, right? They're, they're hyper-focused on competition. They're hyper-focused on hiring guys that are fit, that are healthy, that are competitive, girls that are fit, that are healthy, competitive. And when they're doing that, they're, they're top grading their sales force, you know, and, and they can, they can just have a competition and all the sales come from that and not necessarily be about bonuses, you know, and I'm very much of that mindset, but at the same time, I also recognize that, you know, sometimes we are fighting for those Christmas presents that quarter, or we're fighting for that family vacation we want to take and that extra thousand bucks that we could win in a competition to get there, you know? And so I think on the, the, the lower end, if you're selling, you know, a lower, a lower ticket product, you know, you're going to want more, uh, 
compensation based incentives. You know what I'm saying? And as you go up with the higher ticket items and stuff like that, guys that are making two, three hundred grand a year, then it's all about the competition at that point. It's not about the money necessarily because their bills are covered. They live better than most of their friends and family. You know what I'm saying? So there's only so much money you can throw at them without losing your margins. You know, so as you go through that spectrum of low ticket to high ticket, that's where I think it goes from, you know, uh, monetary based incentives to competition based incentives. Now, obviously, there's a lot of other incentives that go into this and that naturally we should be doing anyways. And I'll wrap up the episode with this. And so those other incentives are, you know, obviously higher positions in the company. Um incentives to be uh, developed and trained by the company for the next position in the company. And then of course, developing your people, which is what I always talk about as humans, right? Giving them access to training on how to set up an LLC, access to training on taxes, access to training on investments, access to training on mindset, meditation, all these things that if you're in masterminds with me, we constantly get training and coaching on. Um, you want to do that for your people too. And that is an incentive in itself. When you look at you're developing someone as a human being, and then another company is trying to recruit them away for a higher commission, but they don't have those same incentives. They don't have that same culture that you have, but you're well-rounded because yours are monetary, yours are competitive, and yours are in growth and development. So I wanted to jump on here with you guys real quick, drop this quick episode. This will be coming out tomorrow. And uh, I appreciate you guys. And as always, let's get building. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.